You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, a theater entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Today we're bringing you a conversation on the latest new Broadway musical, Six. This just opened recently on Broadway and we got a chance to go see it a couple of days ago. So yes, we're excited to be here today kind of chatting about that. Um, A few updates. Uh, Well, first of all, if you haven't seen Six on Broadway yet, check it out because we're going to give you some spoilers throughout this podcast. So please make sure that you are... um, Seeing it, I don't know if there's any recordings out there yet of this, so you probably have to actually go see this. Um, This is one of our first, like, back-in-live-person podcasts, so check it out and make sure you go see it if you can before listening, unless you want the spoilers, Um, but yeah. If not, just listen to the cast recording. (laughs) The cast recording is really similar to just watching the show, too, because it's almost sung through, kind of, so. Yes, um, this is a musical by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. Uh, we have choreography by Carrie Ann Ingreel and directed by Lucy Moss and Jamie Armitage. We had a few understudies um, of the Queens that we saw. Most of the original cast was there that night we went. But the Queens in historical order, Catherine of Aragon was played by Nicole Kyung Mi Lambert. Anne Boleyn was played by Andrea McCassett. Jane Seymour was played by Mallory Maidke. Anne of Cleves was played by Brittany Mack. Catherine Howard was played by Samantha Polly and Catherine Parr, Anna Uzile. So that was the cast that we saw mm-hmm. um, when we saw it on Broadway. Like I said, this was our first Broadway show back in person since the pandemic has ended. Um, every week there's another show opening, so things are slowly starting to come back safely in person in New York City, and we are thrilled. So what were your initial thoughts overall on Six in general? Well, I guess I'll just start with the overall topic here is that while we were back in the Broadway theater a Broadway theater um, to see a show, which was amazing. My initial thoughts were, I, I, I kind of knew a little bit about Six, but I didn't fully know everything about it. So I wanted to go in blind before seeing this. And I would say it was a really fun, upbeat show that I think is kind of like the future of Broadway. I mean, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more like this, especially in this like coming out of a post-pandemic world. Um Quick in and out 90 minute show with fun pop music that gets people super excited that tells a story. You know, I think that's really in a nutshell kind of what Six is. And I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, the lighting was great. The costumes were great. The music was great. The story, I mean, 
was interesting. I wouldn't say it was perfect and it's not traditional musical theater. So I think that was something that was a little bit missing for me in my first show back. Cause I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to get a full, you know, con- a full story on the stage. And I think that was probably the only thing missing, but I think like it was such an empowering show at most times, you know, to watch this. And, and I was like, wow, I'm learning a lot. And it was fun, you know? In a nutshell, the musical is a modern retelling of the lives of the six wives of Henry VIII, presented as a pop concert-style format, as the wives take turns singing and telling their story to see who suffered the most during due to Henry and should therefore become the group's lead singer. It's kind of a little bit of a reality TV show's concept of who should be the winner of who suffered the most as the wife, because they all died differently, they all suffered differently, they all had different marriages, or the marriages ended differently for right. all six of them. Um, so that's kind of what that's about for those of you interested. Yeah, I agree with most of what you said. I think it was a really great, um, really different, it was different, and yet it wasn't. Because I think we're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of pop music on Broadway at the same time, but the style of it, I, I'm all for like quick 90 minutes, that's really great, tell the story. Um I will talk about what I really enjoyed was some of the um, some of the music was really great, really original. It sounded like pop music, but it was really original. The lyrics were really smart. I thought the lighting was absolutely brilliant. brilliant. I thought it was like I don't know how those that stage management team is calling those cues that fast, just cue 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 because it was just really like you were at a pop concert. Mm-hmm. It really truly was, and I really liked that. Um, and, and the performances were wonderful too. And sometimes I don't know if you've realized it, but like. The lighting was telling a story. Yes, in the back wall, yes. there was different imagery and project and projection, but imagery just from lighting the back wall the way it did. Yes, very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really original. Um, I thought the choreography was great. It was one of the strongest parts of the whole show for me. Was I think the choreography, the costumes were great. Um, I I will say, and yes, being back in a Broadway theater was just electric. It was magic. It was nice. You're on waiting online. They're checking your COVID vaccination card. You're getting in. They're checking your ticket and they're making sure you're wearing your mask and everything is really strict. And it's great because you feel safe in an environment mm-hmm. like that. This is a show that's also easy to open quick and keep going because you have six people and the four person band. So you have right. 10 people on stage. Um, the ladies in waiting. The ladies in waiting was the band, <laughs> and it sounded like there was a twenty-piece band at times. Yes. I was very impressed with some of the synths and the pop sounds of that. How they really beefed up a lot of that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, that's no nothing to say against the four people who were on stage playing live because they really were filling the sound, obviously. Um, but I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I speaking of sound, I found that. When you go to a pop concert, you usually know at least half or two-thirds of the songs that are going to be sung, unless mm-hmm. it's like you're a big fan. You know every song. Yeah. So you know what to expect when you listen to it. You know the next lyric coming up. You know the chorus. You're usually singing along. If it's more of a ballad concert, you're sitting, but you're listening and you know it. Not knowing any of this music, I will say that I did lose a lot of the the lyric. Mm-hmm. I lost a lot because it was... And I was like, okay, what? Like, I'm not, it, sometimes it was that fast. It really and was. it was so fast that I was like, wait a second. And I'm, and it wasn't a sound issue. I mean, it was probably a mix of lyrics being fast, sound mixing, characters, two, two, uh, the characters on stage 
performing this music as quickly as they can. It's just a combination of that. I wouldn't blame any one specific person other than because I heard all the instrumentals very loud and clear. I just lost a lot of dialogue on the fast a songs. And I, and I, when I go back and listen to the recording in my house or in my car, I, I hear it then. Yeah. I say, oh, that's what she was saying. Oh, that's what they were saying. And I kind of am a little upset in a way that so it wasn't like just one song. It was actually probably every other song was to the point, like some of the slower stuff and especially the ballads, you got all that. But there was just a couple moments where I lost so much of what they were saying. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down for a hot second, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like something that people should do is listen to the recording before they go. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it really is like a pop concert. You're you're right in a way. When you listen to pop music normally, you listen to the album first and then you go see it. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know the lyrics already and you're chanting along. And I almost felt like the room was going to start singing at times. Yeah. Along with, like people knew when the song was coming up. Right. You know, it's like you had these fandom fans in the in the room and I was like, wow, whether people were dressing up coming to the show yeah. or so it's like they they really love and they're really resonating with the characters, but I lost a lot too. And you would think by now how many productions of this are going, like the diction part of the part of this show mm-hmm. would be fixed by now. Yeah, and I just felt like there was times where I missed a lot of that. And and I'm not I'm not and I did understand the history of it. I can also go do my own homework on some of the history of this. It's very historical. Like Hamilton right, but, is, you learn a lot during it about this history, but the point of it is not just to sit and listen to them tell the history. It's about artistically Right, the artistic part of it is like when we see a show, we want to be able to hear what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I guess in pop music, it kind of gets lost anyway. But we have to remember we're on Broadway here. This is a Broadway show, not just a pop concert. Right. You know, so yeah, I mean, I I think it there were definitely things that I miss. And it almost took me out of the moment in the beginning because I had to try to get myself into the show even more now because I was like, I've heard all of the buzz about this show. And I was like, okay, well... I want to really, really like everything about this show as soon as it starts. And I did. But at the same time, I was like, okay, well, I just missed that. And I just missed that. And I, and sometimes of like the setting of just, you know, being in the room with a mask and just being able to laugh out loud and like clap and this and that and woo and this and that. I was like, that kind of was missing a little bit for me. Yes. But at the same time, there was a lot of like, come on audience laugh come mm-hmm. on audience clap and and they were encouraging the audience at right. times to do a lot of that but i which me, led the audience to feel a little more comfortable doing that i think what i'm saying for me is like i didn't know if i wanted to do it or not mm-hmm. because they felt like is my mask gonna come down and my glasses are fogging up and well <laughs> am i gonna get yelled sure. at sure <laughs> i feel like and i here's one thing i say one thing one thing you said earlier that i don't know if i agree with is when you said i think this is what a lot of Broadway will be i i just don't think a lot of Broadway will be pop concert style shows I think what you maybe you were trying to say was the historical telling with a modern flair like Hamilton, like six, yes, this trend. But I personally don't need to go see Broadway shows where people are screaming and clapping and cl- during the whole show. I just don't need to see I know, 20 of the 40 Broadway theaters of shows like that. You know what I mean? Yes. I do think that this formula is becoming easy, though. Yeah. And if you could get a show up on the stage with six characters or five characters or seven characters um it's going to be easier mm-hmm. it's going to be more cost effective mm-hmm. and it's just going to work so yeah of course no and i understand that i think that one of the major things with this is that i just i just wish that there was more book scenes i don't know i i i wish it was just a little bit more 
like a stage, just a little. I understand. Don't get me wrong. I, under, I understand everything that's going on here. I just wish they were like with Hamilton. I don't know why I can see this really pop hip hop rap score. And then we get the book scenes mm-hmm. and then we go and, and, and things flow really well. There, I, we don't need projections in that show. We have amazing lighting, amazing choreography, and we didn't need projections in six either. Right. But I feel there was something that wasn't like Hamilton. Something was missing from Six that wasn't putting it at the same level as Hamilton for me. And I think what that was was there were two songs that were ballads that I found extremely boring. <laughs> I did. I found them to be – you can't give well, an audience yeah. – because I'm going to tell you something. When I go hear Barbara Streisand or Celine Dion or Kelly Clarkson sing a ballad – I never find those boring Mm -hmm. and I don't need a ton of choreography and maybe a light projection here and there, but they're usually sitting and playing an instrument and it would have been cool if one of them actually played the piano singing the ballad or the guitar, or maybe we lowered the lights a lot and made it intimate and they came to the edge of the stage and they sang this moment and and maybe the girls were doing some choreography, oohs and ahs behind. It just... I couldn't believe that we were thrown with this heavy choreo, which was amazing. And then we get to these ballads, and I I was so zoned out. I just couldn't focus. I couldn't engage in the ballads. And I felt like I was watching a different show for five minutes. And it was, a for me, as a director, I found that there was a disconnect with those moments. And that's just my opinion on that. Okay. You know? I'm not, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't disagree. I if we let's move into the musical numbers yeah, yeah, right yeah. now because I think this is a good mm-hmm. topic here. We have the formula of a girl pop group now, yeah. right now. If you put it into that yeah. perspective, we have six girls and they're all fighting to be the lead singer of the group. Yeah. And it's very like Spice Girls as like Little Mix, um just different groups, Fifth Harmony. Everyone what was it always the thing? Girls pinned up against each other mm-hmm. in girl groups mm-hmm. and who is the lead singer? Yeah. Nicole Scherzinger of the Pussycat Everyone always knew who kind of that one girl was. And I think that's like part of the storyline here too is why um, is everyone kind of pinned up against each other? And why are women pinning up against each other saying, I'm the lead singer, I'm this, I'm that. And they're not just sharing the space, which I think that comes like towards the end of the show anyway. It's like, no, we all are the leads here. You know, why does King Henry become the lead of the show? It's like, why is it not us? And when we go through each song... This is something that we've seen in pop concerts many times where you break out into your solo number and you sing the song. The Spice Girls did it in their last, you know, world tour where they were a group together. Then they broke up into solos and they had their moments. And I was like, that's actually kind of really what worked here in the same style. Each girl had their moment. They got to tell their story. And I guess I think for me in the music, why did they only have one song each? Why didn't they have like a, they told their story and then they had a learning moment song? Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, it was because they're trying to keep it short and the book scenes were of very course. short in between and they were trying to give everyone their moment and then and you, you're in and out. It's, 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 it's set up to be a tourist trap show because yeah. it's set up to be in and out. 90, the elevator pitch of the show is pop music, 90 minutes, go see it. Oh, I'm a tourist. I don't really go see Broadway. Okay. Right. It's set up to sell tickets. I, I hate to too. use tourist trap in that way because I think the show is actually. No, yeah. A I'm little not bit saying, well, there's great than... tourist trap shows. I'm not saying anything against this right. show. Um, you know, I, th- I thought there was interesting choices in each of them singing. I, I just think that the, all the songs were great. I even think the ballads were great. I just don't like the way they were staged. I yeah. thought the ballads were really boring staged. Well, and I, also, and, you know, to touch on that. 
one thing that could have really enhanced that portion was usually you have backup dancers. Yes. Now, these girls all backed each other up vocally, but usually you have other Mm -hmm. dancing Mm -hmm. going on on Mm -hmm. the stage. Beyonce's on the stage with 60 other dancers at times. So it's like if this is a Broadway show, and it is a Broadway show, but why was there like no dancers? Yeah. Or or – during the ballads, or you mean anywhere? Anywhere. Yeah, well, some of those group songs, they were obviously dancing. They're doing choreo, groups. but you're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, they could have had 10 extra people in the cast oh. literally doing choreo. Well, I think they're trying to keep it simple and safe, and that's why how they were able to open. I think the simplicity of it works. Yeah. Four band members, six singers, 10 people on stage, that's it. You right. know, just keep it simple. Right. I don't think, I think we were, I think we're trying to make this bigger, and I think <laughs> the in- artistic intent is it for not to be bigger. Yeah. I think it's as big as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it could have gone down more of, and I hate to just compare it to Hamilton because there's so many other good shows, but uh, I think it's just when you're talking about original pop score with an old story, there's just something about, I watch the ballads in Hamilton and I'm engaged the whole time. And every once in a while there's some movement in the background mm-hmm. where there's the spinning stage or there's the lights or she's burning the paper in burn. And yeah. there's moments that I'm the like, props. and there's things, yeah. And this was like stand and sing for four minutes I just felt like 40 minutes. I just felt really, I just thought the ballads were really, really pulled down. And you need moments like that in the show. I'm not saying anything against not having a ballad. I just yeah. thought, yeah. So and I, I mean, think that just some, some more musical theater elements could have enhanced the show a little mm-hmm. bit more. Like I'm saying, whether it was dancers on certain numbers that came out, it could have been three dancers just to like, give movement or if a ballad was happening and there was like two dancers behind doing like acrobatics or ballet mm-hmm. or something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens at pop shows. Yeah. Or one prop that came up was the throne during mm-hmm. one of the numbers during uh, get down. That's a cool prop. Everyone got super excited as yeah. soon as they saw yeah. that throne, yeah. but not everyone had that moment in the show. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. everyone had that little prompting. You know, where where was the swing that came down and, you know, during the ballad, the girl sits on it and yeah. sings her song Well, instead. the production element in pop concerts now is that. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like I said, lighting-wise was there. The lighting costume was, was there. And the choreo was there. It was just, yeah, maybe a couple props. The set was fine. I, I, I would have loved the set to move. Yeah. I think it could have been cool if like it rotated or moved or the walls came in and out or something cool like that. But Yeah, because when we go and see a pop show, normally there's a lot happening. Yeah. Right, there's a lot. Right. Where rarely do we go see a show and it's just, you know, the singer in the middle of the mm-hmm. stage with a mic mm-hmm. singing. I th- I thought it was cool that um we did not see Henry the yeah. Eighth. We never had the character on stage. We also never saw a projection of him, um, I, or or an image of him. There was nothing, and we were talking about him the whole time. And these women were really obviously clearly upset with him. <laughs> and so I thought this show show also gave this wonderful message of hope of, pow- of power yeah. and finding the female voice from a long time ago. Right. We're we're right now finding the voice of the female now. And and we have to learn from the past and say, well, where were those people's voices long ago? Let's find those voices and let's tell those stories mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great that it was so much comedy, but there was also some rooted reality. There was this, one of my favorite lines in the show is when one of the um, six women say, well, who was the wife of King Henry VII? And who yeah. was the wife of King Henry VI? And they don't know. And we're all sitting there like, I don't know. And it's like, yeah, why are we infatuated with this just because he had six? Is it because he was a man that happened to have six wives? We don't know anything about them. 
what we we just know we had six wives. So let's tell those six wives stories because we don't know anyone else's wives. But just because he had six, we all know that from history. So I think it's really great that we got to, and they all had a different way of ending the marriage. So some were angry, some were like whatever, and some were like in well, between. So, so it was cool. I it was very cool. Some of us know those things, but I'm not a huge history buff. So yeah, I yeah. didn't even know until this show yeah. came about. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool concept. So well, it's kind of like with <laughs> Hamilton. Like, why did why did we not have Washington the musical or Lincoln the musical? We had Hamilton the musical about well, a, who, who was a founding father who wasn't the president of the United States and yet had such an impact. These six wives, it's also not even American history, and yet we're learning so much about another country's history and the empowerment of these women. Well, I I think what's cooler about these shows and concepts is like people are reading things again, and they're being inspired by it. I think Mm -hmm. that's a little more interesting than some of the other things we're seeing in the Broadway spaces right now, whether it's just traditional revivals or movie to stage, you know, musicals. It's like, eh. What else? You know, and I really appreciate something like this because I think there's a little bit more originality toward it than. Oh, yeah, it's an original. I mean, I hope this does well at Tony Awards season because it's such an original idea. And I think that's really great. And I think we need to keep seeing more of that. The diversity representation mm-hmm. on stage is wonderful. Yeah. All around. And the music, like I said, is just really fun. I really, really, really enjoyed all that. Right. What was your favorite song? Oh, my gosh. Favorite song. <laughs> I love the opening, it's iconic. I love the yeah. ending. Um, the six, I love ex-wives, you know, the opening and then I love six. <laughs> I really love the song, um, um, all you want to do. I really liked all you want to do. Um, I, I really liked all of them. There wasn't any, like I said, unfortunately the heart of stone was just a little boring to me. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite song was don't lose your head. Yeah, that was I just great. thought the number, first of all, it's green, so it's my favorite color. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. I thought the choreo was fun and I really thought that. Um, the comedy was really brought in that number. Mm. You know, it had that whole Avril Lavigne, like Miley Cyrus, yeah. pop girl, angst, angst yeah. which I love. Yeah. Um, and it was funny. It was interesting because then that became a reoccurring joke throughout the thing that she was the first one that was beheaded. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and she kept saying like, hello, you suffered, but I had, don't have a head. Like, yeah. You know, she's yeah. like, okay, I'm better. There was also this lovely subtlety of... There was a, the sexual innuendo spread throughout the whole entire show, which was so subtle. Mm-hmm. And I loved how subtle it was. Like, if you're really listening and honed in on some, some of that, you'll be like, oh, my God. And But if some of it could also go over your head, and I liked that. Well, it's funny because I think when we think about those time periods, we don't really ever think of the word sex. Right. But right. it was happening. Well, it was clearly happening. Six wives and half of them had children. And so – and they were – yeah, and one of them was found in like a brothel. Yeah, of some kind, I right? Think. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, that, I, 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 mean, know, I just think that's is, interesting. Yeah. I there, I do want to comment on one of the lighting scenes. I think it was in the first number. They did a really cool thing with the back screen, and I watched it during the whole. I think it was during No Way. The lighting was building was building the song the whole time. Yeah. Because she kept getting higher and louder, higher, yep. louder. Yep. The key changes. It was great, and it was very like Beyonce esque. I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling this." A lot of times, I see a show and I say, "The set was another character," yes. or the, the the what the playwright was in the show. I felt the playwright's presence. For this, I really felt the lighting was a character of this show. Mm-hmm. If any, it was it was the greatest part of the show from a production element, and it me. was from when we got into the room. Yeah. Right, the light, the, the the beautiful artwork of the theater was highlighted and yes. lit, and I was sitting there like, wow, 
some of these walls are beautiful. These theaters are hundred years old, and there's some beautiful art and, and chandeliers and things. They were all lit. I also kudos to the music in the very beginning. If anyone noticed this, when you see it, when you're walking into your seat, <laughs> the music that is playing sounds like it's played on like a, a, a harp. I think it's yeah. a harp, and it sounds like. It like sounds like Lizzo. medieval times, but it's actually like Lizzo and Cardi B and all this pop music yeah. played with a like harp. <laughs> so if you're listening, you pick up on all that. It's a real I – mean, listen, our business is Two Worlds Entertainment. We always talk about two worlds coming together. Mm-hmm. And I think this is such an homage to what our mission is, is to bring pop and theater together, which I know is on the way. And I know that's what you're trying to say with like this is the future of Broadway. I would just like to see – when we see, why is it when we see a Broadway show, it's a Broadway show, and when we see a pop concert style, it's a pop concert. Let's don't, not forget one art form or the other. Meaning, I just don't need to sit through a show and hear people screaming and applauding the whole time. Let yeah. someone perform and then applaud. I know it's not that stiff in pop concerts; people are just cheering the whole time. But when it's a Broadway show, I just like I'm so used to just sitting in quiet and then waiting to applaud. But that's just me; I'm old school. You and know? I think the hard part too is a little bit like we're moving away from not like traditional theater we are we are and i think that's going to be okay mm-hmm. but right now we're kind of what sitting on the teeter-totter of saying like is etiquette also leaving theater well yeah because like for example you would never go to lincoln center and see an opera and do that no and ever like it just won't it that just i can't see that art form or the ballet right. ever being a place where you do that so like now, Broadway is this mix of, like, you don't do that during Phantom of the Opera, but you do that during Six. Right. So now it's like, oh, you you don't do that during um, West Side does, Story, but you do it during Moulin Rouge. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, and So when do you know, know? How does someone who's not a theater person really know? And whose job is it? Let's talk about that. Whose job is it to say, oh, do this, do that? Partly to me, it's not – it shouldn't be the usher's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Those people have a lot to do, especially in a pandemic. It is the people on stage – it's not even the people on stage because – it is because the people on stage in six were like, come on, laugh, clap. Well, so if I they're going to encourage like, it, fine. I think that's a choice though because we're immediately breaking that wall mm-hmm. and they're now talking to you. Mm-hmm. So that wall has been broken and you now feel like you can do whatever you want. But that comes along with people talking throughout the show, which is annoying. Yes, my- because laughing and applauding now leads – I was hearing people say, oh, my God, look at her. She was like, no, 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 you can laugh and applaud. You cannot talk. Like I heard people thinking they could just like at a concert, like, yeah, she's great. When is she coming out? Like that, yeah. it was this concert. And I'm like, no, 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 but no, no, But they're no, talking no. during important parts of the yeah. show now because now I'm not hearing what's being said. Right. And I'm like, mm, this is a getting annoying. Yeah. But also – are they, do do we now have to build in time for really loud, rowdy applauses? Well, it's built in. It's <laughs> kind of built in. That's why I feel like Broadway is this diverse place. That means that you're going to have diverse audiences at diverse moments. When you're going to go see a, a serious straight play, mm-hmm. you got to know what you're seeing. You got to know you got to know the runtime. You got to know how many intermissions there are. You got to do your homework. In the '60s and the '70s, every musical was two and a half hours. Every musical had an intermission. Every musical had a five-minute overture. It was very standard. It was a standard. And now you don't see that unless you're going to see the Lincoln Center revival of blah 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 or this. So you just gotta. It it, it puts it on the audience to do a little bit more homework. Yeah. Just a little bit more. Yeah. And that's. It's it is what it is. And speaking know? of homework, a fun fact about this show was that this was first presented in um, 2017 at Cambridge University mm-hmm. by two students who were told. Well, actually, it was one. I think Toby was 
first asked that he was going to be able to put this show on at the Fringe Festival the next summer or to come up with the show. Mm. And that's when he got in touch with Lucy. So I find that really cool that they are super young and they are having this show go around the world. So it's kind of one of those moments where you get to say, wow, this really could happen to anyone if you mm-hmm. just have a really cool idea and concept. Um, that Because we always think like, no, only if you've been in Broadway for X amount of years, you're going to get your show mm-hmm. even considered and you're going to get on yeah. Broadway. Yeah. So I think that's super cool. But, Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh, it's time to wrap up. <laughs> that means our places call is here. We're going to give our final, final thoughts. Jeff, going over to you. What are your final thoughts on six, the Broadway musical? I really enjoyed Six, the Broadway musical. I thought that the music was fun. I thought the lighting was amazing. I really was really happy just to be back in the room. So I would say that the show is great. I wouldn't say that the show is perfect. But I do think that everyone should go and see it. I think no one will be disappointed um, in seeing the show. And I think that the diversity on the stage and the women on the stage are really, really killing it. And one other thing that I want to say, their harmonies at times mm, very were tight harmony. crystal. Yeah. So, yeah. My overall thoughts are, I think the bar is set very high with this show mm-hmm. from the word of mouth and the buzz. And that met those expectations for me. It wasn't underwhelming. It wasn't overwhelming. It just was, I heard good things about this show. I went to see it. I enjoyed it. I think it's a great show. I also agree with you. I don't think it's a perfect show, but I think for what it's doing and the ground that it's breaking and the style of show, I hope it gets some Tony Awards. I hope it is successful. I hope everyone enjoys it and sees it. It's a really great show. It was a great first show back for us. It gave me the the bug to keep, not not that I was not going to go back to Broadway, but it gives me that drive to get back there again and keep seeing all these new works. And yes, I'm all for it. I hope everyone gets a chance to see it. This show definitely has the opportunity to run for a very long time. Yeah. For sure. Very long time. For sure. So put it on your list, everyone. Go get those tickets because I think once this gets some Tony nominee, it's already performing on some television shows and stuff. Yeah. So the word of mouth is spreading with the holidays coming. Get those tickets. I really thought it was a great show. So yeah. we thank you all so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Half Hour Podcast for the latest on posts. Engage with us. Comment. Let us know what you're listening to, what you like. Um, But yes, go follow us on Instagram at Half Hour Podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Until next time, more Broadway shows coming up, more uh, movies, lots of great (laughs) things coming up in the next few months. So be sure you're listening. We already have our tickets. We do have tickets to some things. We have some beautiful films coming out in the next few months too. So musical theater is alive and well and coming back and and plays as well. So uh, we thank you all so much for listening. Ta-ta for now. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.